Today's episode of Puck It! We'll Do It! Live is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from GoToMeeting all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Add to your flash briefing on Alexa or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Welcome to Puck It! We'll Do It! Live, our pre-recorded Minnesota Twins podcast. It is Thursday, March 26th, opening day. Sad. It would have been opening day (laughs) for the Twins. They were uh, supposed to be in Oakland today. Dan Hayes was supposed to be in Oakland. I was supposed to be in Oakland. Uh, But of course, much more serious things going on in the world. Uh, Minnesota now has joined... Uh, I believe you in Illinois, Dan, uh, stay-at-home orders, right? Is that right? Yep. Yep. We are uh, pretty much in that. We've been there for about a week now. Nice. How's it going so far from the future? Oh, man. The cats are just annoying as hell. Um, but I got some good walks in, so that that's good. I'm staying that's sane. How are you doing? That's good. Uh, you know, staying at home orders aren't really that impactful to us because we do that right. all the time anyway but um uh and we're very fortunate that it's been as minimally disruptive as possible up till now other than the toddler that you might hear in the background at some point uh she likes to help help herself to entry into my office but um everybody out there who is uh dealing with this uh stay safe uh listen to your public health officials and our governor who is currently uh, self-isolating as well, but uh, we still have a podcast to put out, Dan. So we're going to try to bring a little bit of uh, I don't know sunshine, I guess, into into a, a rainy a rainy week here in Minnesota and a, and a tough time all around. But oh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not I, I'm not gonna lie. I am in a better mood. It is like today's actually a nice day here in uh, in the Chicago suburbs. It's like 56 and sunny. So if I sound upbeat, that's why. Because last week when we recorded, I think it was snowing and I was pissed. So I yeah. feel you on that. The The weather really does impact moods right now. It's so, especially when it's like getting outside is a lifeline. Um, so I will try to be the ray of sunshine on this week's podcast for us. How about that? Well, that sounds great. And we also have a 60 degree day on the horizon here. It looks like on Monday. Good. So uh, we're getting there. We're getting there, but um, well, let's start off, Dan, uh, with some of our content from this week. I think the the theme of the week uh, on your end has been staying in shape and staying sane <laughs> among <laughs> yeah. Twins players. There's been some some communication uh, out of Twins camp from the players who are uh, in various locations. A lot of them went home. Some of them are here in Minneapolis. Some stayed in Fort Myers, as you've written about in the past, but uh, you had a fun idea this week, or I shouldn't say fun, but a, a creative idea this week to reach out and just kind of check in with the guys and see how they are dealing with all this uh, quarantines and the self-isolation, stay at home, whatever uh, orders they might be under. And uh, what are the highlights, Dan? Um, let's see. I will go down the list here. Um, I'm, I'm sure if you followed it, 
um, that you can see Lewis Thorpe online. I mean, he's done everything. He's playing basketball. Uh, I believe he, wherever Byron Buxton is, um, Lewis Thorpe traveled to there, and they've been playing catch. They've been hitting. They've been doing everything together for a couple days. I know he went fishing. Uh, Randy Dobnak sent me a GIF uh, to suggest that uh, a GIF. Ricky Bobby GIF, a GIF, whatever. It's a GIF. It's G-I-F. <laughs> We're not going to start that debate right now, okay? There's too much going on to start that debate. <laughs> but he uh, fair enough. He sent me a response that said he's playing too many video games. He did some hiking with his wife. Um, he's played the the role of housewife housewife like he does normally during the off season, uh, and uh, trying to stay sharp and keep people's moods um, upbeat on social media. I don't know if you saw, but somebody said uh, sent something out trying to make a meme saying push this button and you can be a major leaguer the downside is that you have to be randy dobnak and so he like <laughs> basically had some fun with that and and the guy even took it a step further and said i mean yeah you get to be a major leaguer but then your name is randy dobnak and it's like he, he just is basically taking the guy uh calling him out a little bit but at the same time having some fun with it um but, you know, he, he said uh, this is the, the longest he's ever had to go without baseball um, since he was like zero years old. Uh, he said it's sort of like Ricky Bobby, uh, where Ricky Bobby says, I'm not sure what to do with my hands. So uh, I thought that was pretty entertaining. Um, Dustin Morse, uh, the Twins PR uh, or communications director, um, who everybody knows as Morse Code on social media, um, said he's watched a couple of baseball movies with his son, uh, The Natural, Bad News Bears, and Little Big League. Um, also, uh, he is apparently currently in a workout challenge with Nelson Cruz and Jorge Polanco, which uh, includes uh, they, they challenged him to gain 15 pounds of muscle by the World Series and that Nelson Cruz gave Dustin his, his workout, his band workout to uh, – figure out how to do that and and so we'll see we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that one um over the course of the year uh, and see how that goes um unfortunately but, you know, guys that might just... end up as the most riveting storyline of the season <laughs> hey 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 we're gonna have a season all right i don't know all when right, it's gonna right. be it's gonna be a shortened season i wouldn't be surprised if it starts in like mid-july i don't know what the fan thing's gonna be like who knows um but guys are doing different things. A lot of guys are playing video games. Um, you know, some I have not run into anybody who's read a book yet, but I'm sure that's happening too. Um, Nelson Cruz is playing dominoes and working out, and he said he's napping three times a day. Um, and then the other one that I liked was uh, that Taylor Rogers. So we got Taylor Rogers and, and Nelson Cruz on a conference call on Monday, I think it was, and they both basically said. Um, they're pretty bored, but they're they're watching Netflix, watching movies, stuff like that. Taylor Rogers said he is calling younger teammates who prefer to text just to piss them off. <laughs> and I liked that one. And uh, I think he said he color coded his uh his uh closet too. So I mean, you know, they're just like us. Everybody is bored as hell and trying to figure out what how to make the most of this time stuck indoors. Um, and you know, some of them are blessed with good weather, like Nelson Cruz is back in the Dominican Republic, so he can go outside. Taylor Rogers went from Fort Myers to Denver, and after the conference call, I looked it up, and 
checked out uh, what it is like in Denver right now. Um, so he went from a place that's an average daily temp in March of 78, and it was even warmer this spring. Last week, Denver had one day that was 64, but he also had a day where the high was 25. So, um, you know, guys are adjusting to being at home in late March for the first time in their lives. And, you know, like Taylor Rogers said, it was like 11 years since he's been in Denver at this time of year. And Nelson Cruz said it was since 2000 that he's been to the Dominican Republic in late March. So everybody's kind of experiencing that normal weirdness. I mean, everybody really is together on this and it's just kind of cool to hear what these guys who would be playing uh, today on opening day are doing to stay sane like all of us. Cause I'm sure uh, we're all doing some different stuff. What, what have you done Zach to stay sane? Yes. Uh, I play a lot of soccer in this big empty room that we have uh, by myself while my daughter tries to avoid getting hit by the balls that I'm kicking around the room. They're very soft. Don't worry about it. But uh, we go for walks around the neighborhood. Um, and then, you know, I'll be honest, this is the trust tree, safe space, you know, the uh, a nice, nice glass of something at night. With a little bit of yes. uh, kick, kick to it uh, goes a long way. I I uh, I agree on all those things. We've um, go look it up right now to see how many days, what what the walk schedule's been like. In fact, we were recording earlier. Yeah, you've been on going Wednesday, on aggressive so walks. Up. Oh yeah, yeah. This week, let's see. The low day has been three point nine miles of walks, in in the last four days. I would say we've averaged about, uh, let's see, what's 22? We've averaged like five and a half miles of walks the last four days, not counting Wednesday. So been doing a lot of that and trying to get out of the house and stay sane, um, doing the social distancing. We're lucky we live in this neighborhood that's sort of huge and has a lot of uh, space. So people, like, we're switching. Like, if we see somebody walking down the sidewalk at us, we flip to the other side of the street or we walk in the street, but uh, just make sure, you know, I mean, if I'm going to be outside and, and risking other people, I'm at least going to be responsible about it. And, uh, but it's, it's basically the only way to kind of go about it. I haven't even watched that much TV, like specific things. I thought I was going to stream a lot of stuff. I really haven't. Um, That's shocking. Just can't stay focused. So I don't know. It's weird, but, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think. I think Lewis Thorpe was even gonna do uh, some NFL punting on Wednesday, um, which is highly entertaining. So, got to do whatever you can to stay sane right now. It's uh, especially with opening day right here. Um, it's so weird because this is the part where people get through that. Uh, you know, it's the entertainment. It's really good entertainment, and it's not there for us all right now. So that article on uh, what the Twins are doing to stay sane is up now or should be up now on The Athletic. There, I just committed us to it, Dan. We got to gotta yes. get it done tonight. Uh, also, earlier this week, you wrote about more of the sort of physical side of things, how they're trying to keep their bodies in shape, their minds in shape to be ready to play baseball whenever uh, that time does come. And, and it sounds like that entire plan got pushed out a little bit with what was announced Wednesday in Minnesota with the governor – ordering everybody to stay at home in two weeks and then basically saying that the plan after that is just to be as prepared as possible and acknowledging that the virus is going to, or is expected to at least take a very large toll 
in Minnesota over the next three, four months. I, I believe the timeline for a peak that they're projecting is about 150 days. So I, no one has any idea what that means for sports. No one really, I think, cares right now. It's more about getting a plan to get through this thing. But the Twins are going to be in limbo for, for quite a bit. And I do think that uh, for sure shortened season, as you mentioned, Dan, and uh, at, at best all-star break maybe somewhere around there. But whenever it comes back, uh, you wrote about some of the measures they're trying to take to, to keep themselves ready to go. And um, it's a tough thing to do when you just have no idea when you're going to get the phone call that you're back on. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because the one thing I really liked hearing from a lot of these guys – I mean, they're baseball players. They want to get there. They want to. Their their off season is long enough as it is, and they want to be doing what they should be doing. But uh, across the board, you've heard the messaging from them that they're on. They're okay with this, even as much as it sucks. And um, to be sitting at home, they they would prefer to be sitting at or shouldn't say prefer to be sitting at home, but knowing what uh, the greater good is, they're okay with sitting at home. But you can tell guys are going to have struggles with keeping up with these workouts. And Derek Falvey talked about that. The longer that we are away from a facility like Fort Myers or the Twins, it's harder to keep up with the stuff that they were doing, you know, two weeks ago when the uh, season was postponed indefinitely. And some guys are lucky. Nelson Cruz has his own home gym. I know Byron Buxton did a lot of working out at home in the off season ahead of the 2019 season. So I assume that he's got that same setup. Um, Randy Dobnak said he's, you know, lifting is the hardest part for him because all the gyms are closed and in West Virginia. And he said he has a little bit of a bench and some weights at the house he can do for some lifts. But basically doing a lot of stretching and using bands to lift. Um, can't do everything that he has in the past. Um, he did say he's been able to use his local high school field to throw bullpens, but some guys are restricted on that. Some guys don't have throwing partners. Um Taylor Rogers is lucky. Griffin Jacks is uh, a Twins farmhand who went to Air Force. That's his current throwing partner. Uh, Jake Odorizzi has Tyler Clippard in the Tampa area near him. But really, when you don't know, it, it's hard to kind of keep an idea of what you should be doing. And Odorizzi talked about that a lot, and I thought he was really insightful because starting pitchers are the guys that are going to probably have – I mean, position players are going to need time too, but position players – usually need like a month max to be ready for the season. And I think starters is the reason why we have that extra two weeks of spring training. So it's usually like six weeks that they need. And Odorizzi's been pretty uh, thoughtful about it. I mean, obviously he's a free agent again at the end of this year, and he doesn't want to rush into things and injure himself trying to ramp up really quickly if, say, the season got called on by June 15th or something like that. He doesn't want to go quick and, and then have it blow up on him and, and get hurt and throw away his season right before free agency. So right now he's sticking with something where he's throwing once a week, two innings off a mound. That is if his place stays open. Florida sounded like for a little bit maybe they were considering the stay at home, um, but they have not yet issued that as of Wednesday and and so that gives him a chance to throw, like he said, once a week at two innings at a time to keep going. Because the way he's looking at it is, say that the season started June 15th. Well, that would basically put us right now in late December, early January for the start of the season ramping up. And he doesn't want to uh, get away from his off-season program too much. But he also doesn't want to keep building up because 
if you're building and you're throwing five innings right now, six innings right now, it's just kind of wasting your bullets basically. And so he's staying away from that. And I think, you know, that's just one guy. Um, and the starters are, are much different, but it's got to be kind of tough to figure it out. And the team, fortunately, has a lot of contact, whether, you know, the hitters are talking to either Rocco or to uh, Edgar Varela or Rudy Hernandez, and the pitchers are talking a lot with um, basically Wes Johnson and trying to keep a schedule. But it's going to get difficult the further they are out of spring training. Again, they're two weeks right now. Um, you know, and it's hard to see people getting back together and doing something before maybe May 1. I, I don't know. Um, we'll see. But uh, like like Odorizzi said, who the heck knows when the season's going to start. So, you know, try and make it the best we can because definitely want to avoid injuries. The The one counter to this that works out well for some teams is, you know, I imagine Byron Buxton's going to be in pretty good shape with his Torn labrum whenever opening day is. Rich Hill, if, if the season's starting in mid-June, the Twins might have Rich Hill uh, to start the season at now. Um, it's going to be interesting to see when they start. It's going to be interesting to see how things like Michael Pineda's 60-game suspension are handled. Um, there's a lot of stuff to be figured out. The union and the players are are trying to hammer that out and uh, with the ownerships, and uh, we'll see how it all goes. But um, a lot of... Just like all of us, a lot of uncertainty. So while we wait, uh, we have a lot of time on our hands, Dan, and we've been trying to come up with ideas to keep the content flowing on the website. Uh, Aaron Gleeman has started a series with uh, looking at the best individual seasons by position in Twins franchise history. Uh, he also starts a series later this week. I'm not sure if it'll be Thursday or Friday, but uh, well, he's going <laughs> to be simulating the Twins season, as it were, via the, what's the game called, Dan? Out of the Park? Oh, yeah. Have you yes. heard of it? Out yeah. of the Park. Which is apparently a very realistic baseball simulation game that I'm not familiar with at all, but uh, it's a fun piece. Aaron basically uh, is is Rocco Baldelli, uh, so he makes fun of himself a lot in the article. Actually, Dan, I should send you the first article for you to... Um, give your commentary on his first four games as uh as Ooh, I can, manager i can question his decisions like tweet <clears throat> exactly like. oh exactly. that's great um, um all right put it we'll put a pin in that we'll do that and if you go to the athletic.com slash kirby you can receive 40 percent off an annual subscription games aren't being played right now but the stories that draw us all the sports those don't go away so go to the athletic.com slash kirby for 40 percent off an annual subscription we hope to see you there Anyway, uh, one of the other things that we have this week that you should already see up on the athletic website is our Minnesota Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, it was kind of a company-wide initiative this week to do local sports Hall of Fame. So we came up with a top 25 list of uh, what we thought were the 25 individuals who should be in that Hall of Fame. And there were a total of, I believe, six Minnesota Twins that made the list out of 25, which is... Uh, not necessarily surprising given the success in their past, but uh, four of them were uh, what we called first ballot members, which means that they were overwhelmingly supported both by the readers and by our staff. And um, you can probably guess them, Dan. I think you already, I think I already told you them, but you can probably guess the four twins at the top of the list. Well, Maurer, obviously, Puckett. Um, 
I saw the secondary list, so the the one-year guys or the two-year guys um, who are more Minnesota-connected aren't on that list. So I'm going to go with uh, Rod Carew, and um, how about, oh, I'm, there's obvious, oh, like Torrey Hunter maybe? I don't know. Oh, who is the Dan, Dan Harmon Killebrew. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So was it, Kirby so was, was actually <laughs> Kirby was actually number one overall in the fan vote. Uh, I believe Killebrew was six, I want to say. But um, he, uh, Puckett, Carew, Killebrew, and Joe Mauer all with over 70% of our readers voting for them. The other two that made the list uh, were Tony Oliva. You might remember that name. And why am I forgetting? Oh, Paul Molitor. Okay, I was gonna say so. partially, partially, partially because of his twins' career, but mostly because of uh, uh, native son, college star here in Minnesota, and just overall a baseball Hall of Famer. So there right. was a lot so of wait, tough. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a second. So Jack Morris and uh, Dave Winfield were not in the top twenty-five. Although I, I yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting. So you can read all about it again on on the Athletic, but. Uh, this was not easy to do. Uh, 25 names felt like it was a very big number when we started this, but then when you get down to the nitty gritty and you're getting towards the cutoff, um, how do you, how do you choose some of these names? How do you choose between when, yep. Uh, we obviously, we left Tom Kelly off this list. We left Kent Herbeck off this list. Uh, so there was a pretty high bar to get in. I'm not saying our 25 selections are the best 25 there are, but, um, they all come from the top 40, in our reader vote, which attracted a little over 2,100 responses. So basically what we did is we had 80 some candidates. Uh, we narrowed it down to 40 from your fan vote. And then the writers kind of got together and tried to decide the top 25. It was pretty easy for the first uh, 15 or 20. And then when we realized we were running out of spots, uh, the debate got a little, a little fast and furious, but uh, in the end, Molitor got the nod for, for his sort of overall body of work in the state uh, and Tom Kelly, uh, we, t- I think we just, we just kind of preferred players to coaches at the end of the day, for the most part, you had, you had to be kind of a, a, a lifetime legendary coach, which I suppose you could argue Tom Kelly, uh, fits that, fits that bill, but that's where we ended up. And that's a good list. And, um, <clears throat> uh, I will probably never, uh, make the Minnesota sports writers hall of fame for my exclusion of Harmon Killebrew there, but you put me on the spot and I didn't even think about it. So I did. Uh, yeah. That, that's that terrible, but that's, that, there's a lot of good debate like there on that list. And, uh, I will segue here and there was a lot of good debate. You put up a challenge with me last night to, uh, um, yeah, figure out my favorite five road bars that I am missing so much. Uh, yeah. because there's no baseball season for right now. And, yeah, I think we uh, should I do a to- time. I like it. I think we should do a top five every week of something related to your life as a baseball writer. So for this week, it's going to be top five road bars. Uh, okay. And I can't wait to hear him, Dan. What do you got? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll go in uh, reverse order here. Since uh, And did I just delete the list? Where the heck did that go? Come on, Dan. Um Wow, did I just really delete the list? Anyways, in reverse order, um, we'll start with uh, and 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 the qualification is is a lot of these places serve food late, which is great because normally when you get out of the press box, it is 
11.30 or midnight, and uh, usually somebody in the group wants to get some food at that point, and I'm going to put Phil Miller at the top of that list because Phil uh, from the Star Tribune um, is a eats like a child. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I, I doubt he'll listen to this, but I'm going to let him know ahead of time uh, that he eats like a child. There will be some times where I have to remind Phil that he needs to eat. He will be working so hard on all the stuff that he has assigned to him that he just doesn't eat. And he, so he skips the press box meal. Not that all press box meals are good, but my goodness. He will just, it'll be midnight. He's like, I haven't eaten since 8 a.m. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? So we usually <laughs> have to find a place that has food serving late. Uh, so that's where place number five comes in. It's kind of clutch. In Cleveland, it's called City Tap, and it's got a lot of great craft beers. But it also has a kitchen that's open to like one in the morning, and uh, city that tap. That, yeah, it's right outside left field. Um, if you walk down past, uh, you walk down past Quicken Arena and take a right when you get to, I think it's Prospect. I can't remember, but uh, City Tap for craft beers. But the food is open late, and so that's a a huge reason why that is on my list. Um, and. I think we were supposed to go to Cleveland in May. We'll have to see when I get back there. I'm not sure. But that's number five. Number four is the Baseball Writers Bar throughout baseball. And it also has food open late, although maybe their kitchen closes at like 11. But it's in New York City, and it's called Foley's. Uh, Sean Foley is the uh, the owner, and he loves baseball writers, always has. He's a memorabilia guy anyways, but... Um, you walk in there and you will see autographed baseballs on the wall everywhere from baseball writers. Um, I think my first, the, the only ball I've ever signed, but it was like 2008. And it's worked when I worked for the North County Times, uh, which was a small paper in uh, North San Diego, uh, Escondido. And it's no longer alive, but um, I remember it's, there's an inside joke with the ball. It says Dan Hayes of the North Country Times. Um, and back when ESPN News did their like baseball show where they had writers call in to preview the show, I can't remember who the host was, but he said, Dan Hayes of the North Country Times on with us. And it's the very first time I've ever on the air. And I hear this and I'm like already nervous as it is. And I'm freaking out when I hear North Country Times. And uh, a couple of the people with the Padres saw it. And so that's listed and that's been forever um, that I am now with Dan Hayes from the north country times um but Foley's good food they treat baseball writers well you go in there during baseball season you're very likely to encounter someone um who is a related to baseball um so it's it's a good spot in in new york we should clarify that all of these bars are going to be uh either within walking distance to a baseball field or pander to baseball writers <laughs> yes yes for sure that's hey it's my favorite baseball bars yeah, so of course of course exactly um number three i don't get to go there very much because it's denver but it's called falling rock and there's simply one reason why um it, it it's great is that i think it's like one of two or three bars uh west of california that serves pliny the elder on tap which is uh Ooh from Russian River Brewing, which is my hometown. Yeah, wait, in... where is this? Let me write this one down. Falling Rock. And uh, it's Denver. It's it's probably about 
five blocks from the ballpark. It's a great place. It's got like 60 beers on tap. It's huge. Um, okay, I, Denver I is east of California, just so you know, not west. <laughs> I was guess why I was confused. Hey. Like, wait, where? Where? Hey, the you? brain. The brain is wow, not really working on uh, quarantine, um, or stay at home. Um, but yeah, Pliny the Elder is one of my favorite beers, and it's from Russian River. Russian River Brewing, which is about six miles from where I grew up, and uh, it it doesn't ship very far. They're a very small brewery, but if you you can find it in California now, pretty much in a lot of spots. But yeah, so anywhere I can get that, and that's about the closest I can get to it here. Um, so Falling Rock is on there for that. Um, we'll go with San Diego and Hamilton's as my second favorite. It's another craft beer place. Uh, they allow dogs. Um, my Monday night poker group used to go there for a beer or two before we sat down and played poker. Uh, my Monday night poker group is actually going to get together online on the, well, when this, this will have taped, we will have played Wednesday night for the first time in about, I don't know, seven years. We're going to play online on Wednesday night. And, uh, that is so cute. Hey, I'm going to win some money. So you know what? Cute is not part of it, uh, but <laughs> stay insane any way we can, Zach. Don't call, don't don't insult my poker room. Now I'm going to bring this right. up with them, and no. um, and then finally the last place, uh, by far the number one, is uh, Harry's in uh, Kansas City. Harry's Table and Bar, I believe, um, or Bar Harry's Bar and Grill. It's just Harry's. But it's in Westport in Kansas City. Um, they they're very good to baseball people. Also, um, I you know you go in there. One, they serve food to like one in the morning. Uh, two, it's it's near the hotels, and um, the the manager is generous to those of us who work in baseball. So uh, Harry's is number one by far and away on the. Uh, the road bars list by me um and just because you know there's that list and you mentioned how certain guys didn't make it um the honorable mention will go to the moon saloon in peoria arizona which is Mm. right across from the uh twins and or i'm sorry across from the padres and mariners spring training complex um fantastic food there must be 40 TVs in there. Spring training was always go to the moon so I could watch San Diego State basketball and uh, and maybe have an adult beverage while I was there. So that is honorable mention, but that's only because it's spring training and I no longer get to go there. So anyways, there's your, uh, there's your list of Dan's favorite road bars. Harry's Bar and Tables. Do they, do they sell tables or do they just have no, tables? No. Maybe it's Bar and Grill, dude. I don't know. It's just Harry's. No, no. It's it's. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. It's Harry's Bar and Tables. Yeah, maybe they do sell tables. Maybe they... <laughs> Wild. I, maybe there's a showroom that I'm not even um, aware of because I show up at like 10.45 or 11 o'clock and the showroom's already closed. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, there you have it. That was fun, Dan. Did it feel good to let that out to organize your thoughts like that? No, I'm depressed. What do you think? I want to be... At these places, oh, working. That's a good point. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we will be back no, next week with, with another depressing top five list from Dan Hayes. But 
thanks as always, everybody, for listening. Check out all the fun, cool, great stuff we have on The Athletic, even in spite of this, uh, this tough time for everybody. And stay safe out there and uh, wishing you all health. We will see you next week.